Let's do it. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of your favorite podcast in the USHL, the uh, Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Starts podcast. We are back after, uh, why did we take last week off? Were we uh, fighting alien squirrels or something like that? Rabid squirrels. Rabid squirrels. Uh, I guess there was uh, some sort of a pandemic going on and uh, the guys from Youngstown and uh, they called in the enforcers, the guys from Lincoln to take care of some business out there. There we go. It's a big pandemic of rabid squirrels that impacts only USHL hockey podcasts. Of course, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't check into the nightlife or the uh, nightline. The nightline, they did they, they put out when I was talking to their guy, but they put it out late, I think, and it came out on Friday. So uh, by then, the, the war was over, and we defeated the uh, rabid squirrels. And uh, We're back. We're back. And speaking of being back, uh, the stars are back in the, in the winning column after uh, – uh, a weekend you want to forget. I, you know, I already blocked it out. Uh, we went 0 for 2 two weeks ago against Omaha and Tri-City. Tri-City. Yeah, I can't even remember who we played. So that's how, that's how we just blocked that out of our memory. But we are back in the winning column uh, with a one nothing victory on Friday night over the uh, Omaha Lancers. And we played them, what, 20 times this year already so far? Yeah, 20 Ooh. down, 20 to go. What is up with that schedule? It's I mean, who, who makes this thing, uh, this haven't, schedule? Haven't seen Waterloo or Fargo yet. Barely seen Sioux City, but we've seen Tri-City and Omaha 17 times or 20 times each. There is no reason we should not be playing teams from the East, and especially teams like that are close, like Dubuque and Cedar Rapids. We should be playing those guys. Guys like Green Bay, Youngstown, um, I think USA should make an appearance every year. We shouldn't really have to travel up there unless, you know, the schedule. But to get the, the top-end guys, uh, Team USA, they should make appearances in all the Western Conference, bar- Western Conference barns. That way the fans get to see some of the top-end talent in the, uh, in the United States. OBA, they're broadcasting all of their games free this year, though. So we can watch them, we can watch them on TV. Yeah, but it's still not the same. On the U- on the you USA know how cool channel. it was to see Austin Matthews yeah, come in here? Yeah, I do. Kachuk. Uh, except I mean, that they're, they're all little prima donnas when they, they're here. They were, but oh man, they were damn good hockey players. Yep. And then a like a bit, bit of an aura. And as we discussed last year, it would have been nice to have Rutger come through here and play. That would have been kind of cool. Definitely. Um, guys like Jack Hughes when he was here. I mean, just, just seeing that, that top end talent, the guys that are for sure you're going to see in the NHL. Yeah, you're going to see guys from the stars in the NHL, but these are going to be the superstars in the NHL. Coming from Team USA. Then guys like Fargo and Green Bay, there's no reason why should we, one year we go up there and one year they come down here. Well, we wouldn't even have to go that far, right? You got Dubuque that's in Iowa, Cedar Rapids that aren't that much further than, I don't even know how far they are from Waterloo, for example. Uh, Cedar Rapids is like an hour from Waterloo. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's stupid. There's no reason. Chicago, if you're going to go eight hours to Fargo, there's no reason you can't go eight hours to Chicago. Exactly. And then, like, like I said, the long trips like that, you know, maybe like far, Waterloo, not Waterloo, sorry, like Youngstown and Green you Bay and Madison. It it's the Eastern Conference wants no part of the Western Conference during the regular season because they get hurt, and I'm not talking just about their feelings. Definitely. <laughs> so, so by yeah. the way two weekends ago that's code word for rabid squirrels when you dropped to omaha four to one and to tri-city five to three two teams that you pretty much dominated uh early in the year including the preseason 
rabid squirrels get into the machine and just, keep you from yeah, talking. Yeah, they about just screw it. things up. I think Rocky, even last week on his radio show, said something about, we're not talking hockey tonight. We're, we're yeah, going to talk and, about other And things. Rocky's dead on. That's, that's a weekend you want to put in the back and, and forget about it and go back to doing what you guys do. And he says it numerous times, you just trust, trust the process. Go back to that process and you'll be rewarded. And we were rewarded this weekend with two big wins. There are some things that remain well in need of cleaning up for example we go to we go to sewer city on saturday night we win five to three got the empty netter they score we score they score that was just just back and it was kind of like the omaha game just more goals i mean it was back and forth you know what the shot totals were for that game i i I definitely think we got outshot that that game just a little bit and i don't think that's just because of the home cooking stats that they have in sioux city 39 to 18. we had four shots in the first period five in the third period got outshot 39 to 18 which by the way if Cameron Whitehead doesn't win his second USHL goalie of the week we're gonna riot I don't know why, but and I guess that's probably not fair of me to say because I didn't go do a comprehensive review of goalie performance but he's leading the league in wins he got a shutout his second he's leading the league in shutouts he's tied with I don't know somebody yeah um, I don't know either there's a, there's a stat page we can look at and I did look at it earlier. I just, I just haven't committed it to memory. But, yeah, I mean, thank God for we've, – we've now been outshot in four consecutive games and are two and two. And if I remember right, uh, on Saturday night, uh, that was the most shots Whitey's faced all year long. Yeah. Yep. If I remember what Joel was saying. Yeah, he ended up with, like, oh, I'm trying to remember what he ended up 36 with. 36 saves? 30 – yeah, 36 saves on Saturday shots? night on 39 shots and he was perfect on 30 shots on so 60 what did we just say I don't know I'm bad at math 66 saves and 69 shots nice yeah that's if that's not that's a that's a pretty high bar if that's not goalie of the week yeah and, and I, I either either I know Joel mentioned it but I think even Rocky mentioned it in, in the post game show show on Saturday night that Cam should be goalie of the week this year. There shouldn't his 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 performance this week just blew everybody away. Yeah, you know, let's nitpick him a little bit. If I were to go back, and I think we discussed this a couple weeks ago on the show, for whatever reason, shoulder high, glove side seems to be his kryptonite, and I don't know why he he allowed the goal. One of the goals, one of the power play goals the other night against Sioux City was. Not quite blue line, but just inside, I don't know, probably the top of the circles, but it was over the left shoulder. And I'm not a goalie, nor do I profess to be a goalie, nor have I ever stated a holiday in Goalie Express. But it seems to me that maybe raise the glove, try to get it. Instead That's of what I was wondering. Out. Instead of trying to knock it out with your shoulder, why don't you just, you have the glove right there. I mean, I, I, like you said, I've never played goalie before. I never even strapped on the pads before. Um, but we played baseball before. Right. I played catcher. Yep. I'm going to use the glove. I, I was the one bouncing doll- but, balls. But I want to use the glove instead of trying to knock it down with my shoulder. I, I mean, I, I, it might be just a goalie thing. Um, maybe that's a question for Art. Yeah, we should have Art on at some point and ask him that question. And and it, it's easy for me to, to Monday night quarterback oh, yeah. after watching it on TV. But it seems like five or more of the goals that Whitey has allowed this year have been shoulder high glove side uh from way out that's i think probably i remember rocky even discussing that talking about that on the post game show or his comments a couple weeks ago about 
there's a couple of those that he's going to want back and that he should have had. And they have to be blue line, blue line snipes, glove side, shoulder high. And it just might be me. As far as a defense goes, we should have a guy in between that lane from blocking a shot coming from the blue line. Speaking of shot blocking, you were in Sioux City, right? No, I did not go. You did not go? No, watching okay. on TV. All right. Um, I know he lives and, with and me. And speaking of watching on TV, the, the stream worked flawlessly for me, by the way. I have had zero, <laughs> zero issues, Flow Sports, possible sponsor. Um, with the, I was sitting in, where was I? I was in Okoboji, Iowa at my kid's hockey tournament. I was standing up in the top of a metal building, watching him play, watching the stars, had zero issues at all. I will say I've had issues with it, but it's only because of known internet issues in the facility. Not, nothing because of what Flo's done. So that being said, we'll go back to what you're, what you're going on. Well, I know he lives with me, so this is going to sound a little brown nosy, but... The second time Sambuco was out on after Dougie Grimes, who we'll talk about a little bit more later, gets a major for, I think, a boarding. Well, I think they call it a cross-check, but it was definitely a board. Okay. I, okay. Uh, anyway, so he comes out for his last shift on the power play, on the penalty kill for us, has his stick broken early on with about, I don't know, 40 seconds left to go in the power play. He was laying his body on the line. Oh, my God. I... You know what? That was one of the most impressive things. I'm a big intangibles guy. I remember us talking about Lucas Wallen last year and just talking about the effort he had at the blue line, keeping pucks in the zone and how that resulted in goals. And we talk about just, I mean, you name it. We talk about um, Aiden Thompson and the hustle plays and Keaton Peters. I, I am a big intangibles person. Yeah, goals are nice. Assists are nice. Um, I just assists are probably better than goals in my world, just because that means you're being selfless and you're, you're doing whatever else, unless it's a rebound goal, which means you're down on the doorstep doing dirty work. But just, I see so many intangibles from guys on this team. Patrick Raftery, not scoring a lot, but man, that guy on the four check and the back check is somebody that if I were out there trying to stick handle, I would want no part of him coming at me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just those little things and, We've always said it, and I try to teach or tell my daughter this all the time. It's attitude and effort. You don't need you don't need uh, God given talent for that. It's all about your attitude coming in. Is the your, two things that you can control: your attitude and your effort. I was chirping my own kid in that tournament over the weekend because they allow a goal while he was out there, and uh, instantaneously his chin's down, his shoulders are slumped, and I'm yelling at him from the top row: "Fix your body language. Fix your body language." And yeah, and. The guys on the ice right now, you can definitely tell they're, they're putting in that effort right now. And so it's what I like about this team. There's a lot of grittiness there. And there's a lot of hardworking guys and uh, it's starting to pay off. I hate to, when I start talking about things like intangibles, I probably shouldn't because Jack Larrigan, I, there's just an entire list of people that I could say that I have noticed things away from the puck that, that promote the things you need to be a successful hockey You mentioned Jack Larry in there. He, he, he finally got a goal with the Stars. Uh, first, first since March of 21. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to Joel Norman, the voice of the Lincoln Stars, after the game on on, on uh, Saturday night via Twitter. Like I said, I wasn't there. But uh, Joel had the inevitable announcer's curse. He was talking about Whitey and the, and the team not letting in a power play goal and or Sioux City not scoring on the power play. And then not even two seconds after he said it, they let one in. But Joel came back and said, hey, I was talking on the bus on the way up there. Larry, Larry's going to get a goal and 
that's exactly what happened. So, uh, I may or may not have texted Joel too right when it happened. I just went jinx exclamation point, and he was like, "Yeah, that couldn't have happened at a worse time." Yeah, so I'll, I'll give Joel a little bit of slack right there. So, I mean, I am super superstitious though. So the whole time he's saying it, I'm like, "Stop it!" It's like, "Don't talk about the no hitter. Don't talk about the shutout. Just zip it." Yeah, dude. it was it was getting close to the end of the game on Friday night, and Whitey had that the shutout, and I'm th- it kept, I crossed my mind, "Oh, shutout!" Then I'm like, "Don't say it out loud. Do not say it out loud, dude." How about Let's let's discuss that goalie matchup Friday night. You got Cameron Whitehead, a draft pick of the Golden Knights, and then Michael Hrabel, the uh, six foot six, two hundred and four pound goalie from the Czech Republic, who's predicted to be what the like the number four overall draft, something pick? like that. He is the top 05 rated goalie in the in the world right now. So I mean, you got two future NHL goaltenders. Battling out in the bar in front of you on Friday night. One nothing final. I just un, unbelievable goaltending. And when you have goalies that are doing that kind of stuff, you better have those intangibles, and you better be doing the dirty work and uh, being gritty and doing stuff like broken stick on the power play to finish off a, a major penalty kill. Just sitting there on your knee, looking, staring down the barrel of a slap shot, going, "All right, let me have it." And that's how we got our goal on Friday night. Was it was a hard working effort of uh, Keaton Peters. Yep. I mean, it was just one of those ones. You rush the net, and you go to the net, and good things happen. If I'm giving Patrick Raftery, for example, look at what KP's doing this year because leads the team in goals, and he's a high effort guy. Raff, they're going to start coming for you in bunches at some point too. You work too hard for him not to. Definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, the game on Friday night, uh, it was our typical Omaha Lincoln game. We got real chippy there, and uh, your boy Evan Werner, I uh, texted you. Uh, texted you right after it happened, and uh, I didn't see the uh, the complete altercation, but I knew uh, going in, going to the boards with uh, Jimmy Drusev. Is that how you say Jimmy's last name? Yep, that okay. is how you say Jimmy's last name. And uh, they get up, and Jimmy just pumped him. I mean, didn't even give Evan a chance. I'm and it was tell you that that was a little. I was a little surprised by Evan. I was too. I mean, seeing the guy go in the corner, and when it, when he caught up, I saw it was 28. I'm like, there's no way in hell that was Evan. Ah, so but then they showed the replay, and they go in there, go in there, and was, I mean, the hit itself, I don't think was bush league by any means. But when you uh, cross check Jimmy's head in the ice when you're laying on top of him, that's where. Uh, that's what I think where Jimmy's wire snapped and uh, got him crossed up. and uh, So much so that Werner ended up being suspended yeah. for a game. He, ended, he didn't get to play Saturday night because he got suspended for the cross check. And, and Jimmy did too because he got, a, he got that, that instigator. Because Evan didn't drop his gloves and didn't really matter. Uh, Jersev. Yeah, if Evan had his gloves off, it still wouldn't matter. Evan wouldn't yeah. have got a single th- punch in and Jersev was just pounding him. And I, I think he uh, leads the league in uh, fighting majors for, uh, or leads the team in fighting majors. Uh, yeah, that he does. I will tell you that this fight looked a lot better than the last one did. Here's the thing, though, too. You want to talk about, hey, Evan, if, you, if you're listening to this. I believe his mom listens. Pick on somebody your own size, please, because you're five foot, according to the NHL, you're five foot seven and three quarters, and Jimmy's six foot five. So he's got a little bit of reach advantage. He's got a little, I always say that it's not about the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the dog in the fight and the dog. The fight and the dog. Yeah, I know where you're going. So um, I just, I don't know. I bet you, you don't see Evan Warner involved in a, in, 
a scrap again in the future. Yeah. Now, and that being said, will we see any retribution coming um, Friday night when we head up to Omaha with Jimmy? I mean, Jimmy did. I mean, Evan's a smaller guy, so I mean, Evan's a star player on that um, on that Omaha team. Is some guy uh, like Diamond going to come up and challenge Jimmy? Oh, I think that somebody like Diamond's going to come up and challenge Jimmy and Tony and Buko. There was a little incident after the game at the like the 20-minute mark on Friday night. I, I don't know what was said. It was between uh, Dougie Grimes and, and Diamond on there, and Diamond was livid. Yeah, I think Dougie got a 2-minute uh, unsportsmanlike at the 20-minute mark. That's all right. I mean, there, there, there were some words being said, and the rest kind of kind of got in between them. Then uh, Dougie started doing the train dance, which I'm, I'm all for it. Well, speaking of Dougie, he won't be here um, this coming Friday night for or Saturday, Saturday night, night for the game. or the following game after that. Yeah, he's uh, unfortunately got himself a three-game suspy from the league for the hit up in Syoc City on on Saturday. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if something's leaking from the uh, the Tyson chicken plant into the water up there but i saw numerous uh posts from sioux city fans saying that's a 10 game minimum suspension right there i don't i don't know there's some contaminated water hopefully uh while your boys charlie and uh, ben were up there they did not drink too much of that water because uh, that's got to be one of the dumbest things i've seen on the uh, internet this week i was even went back to look at it because i didn't see the very beginning of the game by the time i had a chance to tune in it was already like three minutes in it was one one and doug was gone I realized it was a little bit further down the road yeah. than that. But, so I went back and watched it last night on Flow Sports. Again, no streaming issues on the replay either. And uh, Curtis, Curtis Anderson, their play-by-play guy, he acknowledged that it was a bad hit. I don't think Dougie would even argue. I think you said Rocky said it was Ro- a Yeah, bad even hit. In, in the coach's comments on Saturday night, even Rocky said that. If you did it, that was not a smart play. If, you make, if you're intentionally doing something like that, then yeah, it's probably a 10-game, but... That was not a was it a not smart hit? Yeah, it was a not smart hit. But was it a was it a purposeful intent to injure type hit? No. no if not it's something at all. like that, then then see it ten games from now. Uh, yeah. But that was not. I didn't see any intent there other than I don't know. The other thing about it is I don't. Does it is it any better if there's glass there because it happened right on the bench? Um, I I I don't know. It gets scary, though. I, uh, oh, yeah. Anytime you see a player go head first in the boards like that, especially, especially when they kind of their body just cripples and folds in half, basically, it's, it's definitely a scary situation. And thankfully, nobody was too injured for that deal. And uh, Dougie will be back and scoring goals in no time. That he will. He's been, he's been very productive, too. He's a big body in front of the net, took that Gleb Remiev spot from last year and you know, uh, we do stuff like win, getting out shot 39 to 18, but we can't keep having our goal scorers find their ways to places other than on the ice to score goals. Yeah, and uh, we mentioned the goal scorers, and uh, you kind of mentioned it not on the podcast, but I, I believe we were talking off air in a text, something like that, that on, I believe it was Friday night, that the top line was not together. Um, Typically, we saw Dougie, uh, Mason, and uh, Lutke all together. And the first time all year on Friday night. Was it Friday night? It was Friday night. Yeah, that that Rocky split that lineup. And I I think that's just one of the things when on the the, uh, radio show a couple weeks ago, Rocky said, I've never had the same line together the whole season. I think Rocky just had to get it out of the way early. (laughs) Because he put put the band back together on Saturday. And they were productive. They scored a minute and a half into the game. 
Yeah. I think that's, we, uh, we haven't talked about this yet. We picked up the Carson Biden's kid from Cedar Rapids. Uh, six games in the league, no goals yet. Um, I think you said he looked pretty good yeah, on Friday night. And I'm not a scout. I'm not a coach. I never pretended to be. Um, I might run my mouth a little bit when I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But, yeah, I think he looked pretty good. Um, definitely definitely had that effort. And that's one thing that I, I noticed is effort out there. And I think he's going to be a good member for the team. Yeah, and he, he was plugged in on, the, on that line, on the first line on Friday night. And then Saturday night, I think he moved down to the fourth line. Um, something else that we haven't discussed, but we're related. I think we were a little all kind of wondering, man, Hagen Moe got traded to Green Bay? Wonder what that was all about. So we saw the trade for Hagen Moe on Saturday, and it was kind of like, oh, now that Biden's trade makes a little bit more yeah, sense. Yeah, because, we, we, I mean, we didn't trade anything for Biden's. We, I mean, I, we traded some draft picks, but I'm like, why do we bring in another forward? We're, we're already kind of stacked up during forwards. Then I didn't even notice it on Friday night that Hagen wasn't on the lineup. He wasn't uh, listed as a scratch or anything like that, and as a healthy or anything like that. Then the trade announcement came on Saturday saying we sent him up to Green Bay and got got two draft picks next year for yep. him. So, yep, yep. You know, I speaking of unrelated items, I was banging around this weekend trying to find our thirty-person roster to find out who our entire protected list is. Good luck with that. I couldn't find out who our affiliates are. Yeah, you know, they I, used to post that stuff too. Yeah, I, I that I, I don't know where you can find something like that. It used to be it's, on the USA Hockey yeah. website, and it's not there anymore. It we might be top 20, secret information now. We got our twenty-five. So uh, we haven't mentioned it, but we are going to wrap up our uh, interviews with the uh, leadership uh, team uh, tonight. We're going to have Antonio Fernandez uh, coming on the program later on. Uh, how about we do? How about we do that now? Yeah, let's take a quick break, and we'll get Tony on, and uh, we'll go from there. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Makar. Kill Makar. He scores. Gensel. Watch the goalie score. Jake Gensel. All were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. This is the Dump and Chase podcast. We're trying to model ourselves after what you guys have done a little bit. Voice of the Phantoms and friend of the show, Mr. Matt Lipsack. I am along for the ride and perhaps provide some modicum of adult supervision here, although really that's a lost cause at this point. We welcome back Phantoms president Andrew Goldman. It yeah. went smoother than it did with Matt. I want that added. <laughs> I want that added. <laughs> shaking your head now for i'm agreeing with you because oh. he has absolutely killed us this year well so far finger guns has meant sam shut up so yeah that's that's not helping i'm trying to process okay check out the dump and chase podcast every wednesday on western reserve radio youtube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts listen that like was frightening Finally back in play for your Lincoln Stars. Returning defenseman, all-rookie team from last season, number 15, Antonio Fernandez. Tony, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Excited. So, I'm not sure that you really came in anticipating that you'd be derailed for the first couple weeks of the season, but ended up with some sort of a, an ankle issue that kept you out for the first couple weeks. How good is it to be back out there? 
yeah, no, I had a dumb, a dumb injury, silly injury. I was skating a bit too much and wasn't careful about my ankle and had to get uh, like a large cyst removed, basically, in simple words. And it was a, uh, it was a uh, not the longest uh, recovery time, but it was just annoying because it was the fact that I knew I could be there. I just couldn't. <laughs> Um, but now being back, it's awesome. Uh, it's great to be back with the guys. And these past few weeks, I've actually been wearing a padding while I skate like this donut hole of a padding. And today was the first day I got it. I, I don't have to use anything. So I even felt even more free. So, um, it feels good. It feels good to be skating with nothing on my feet. That's for sure. So Tony, we mentioned that you're, you're back, but last time we talked to you was at training camp and you were kind of just there as a participant not really expecting to be on the team uh, again this year. Kind of what changed? I mean, you got a deco from Holy Cross. Now you're committed to Princeton. Just another year in juniors. I, I don't think anything wrong with that, but is that just something the coaches from Princeton wanted to wanted wanted you to do, or was that just your kind of your decision there? Uh, yeah. Well, I was committed to Holy Cross and uh, wasn't where I saw my future uh, being at, so I uh, decommitted during training camp, like you said, and. Uh, I found a much better fit for me. And um, since I had my NLI signed uh, to Holy Cross, I couldn't really go into uh, any school basically that year. So um, I'm back and I'm there. I, I'm really excited to be back too. So it wasn't that much of an issue. Um, I was just happy to be back and be uh, a star for another year. So I want to go back to this ankle thing because you said something that just kind of blew my mind. So this was an overuse injury. I have heard nothing but about Tony Fernandez other than he has this relentless work ethic. That's what was going on with you. This this developed because of how because of how hard you were working. Well, it was not 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 all that. It was a little bit of I wasn't taking the best care of it, um, along with just being in the boot a lot over the summer and that was kind of the bigger bigger reason it grew so big i i kind of i knew how big it got and i didn't really do anything about it that was my first mistake so did you learn that you're not supposed to sleep with your ice skates on now uh basically (laughs) (laughs) that's that was that was a lesson learned how hard was that watching the boys for the first couple weeks and not going through i think that was maybe the first preseason game i saw you in the hall with the with the cast on i think it was the day of your surgery um, how hard how hard was that for you to be watching them go through that and you unable to be there? Yeah, it sucked. Um, it was awful. Like I've been injured. I've been injured. I've broken my wrist and my thumb before, and it was different because I was in school. Um, it, I was in school during those times, and I still hung out with people. But like here, it's just hockey. Like I'm just here for hockey, and to be out and to be out from doing the only thing that I'm here for, it sucked. But it is what it is. It's it's a process, and it's something I was uh, fortunately able to overcome. So off to a good start last year. Like I said, like in your intro, you were the all you were on the all rookie team last year. You got a goal and four apples already through seven games. Off to a little quicker start, um, Tony. What are you noticing that's different about this team compared to last year's team? Uh, yeah, I think we just got a lot of guys that that compete really hard throughout our uh, lineup. Not saying that we didn't last year. It's just it just feels like it just feels like I don't know how to say this, but it just feels like guys know how to work this year really hard, and it it's we're good at wearing teams down, and 
it's helping us win games for sure. And we still want to, we still have an issue of inconsistency at times and working hard. But when we do, we're a dangerous team to play. Well, you do the little things that you need to. We were just talking a little bit earlier in this broadcast about you guys get outshot by, I think, 21 shots at Sioux City, and yet you were usually you see a team get outshot by 20 shots and you're thinking, oh my God, what was the final score? Did somebody go to Buke on whoever it was? They pumped 10 to nothing over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah. But you were never, you know. We were never you, out of it. You score, they score, you score, they score, they score, you score, and all of a sudden it's 3-3. Three, three, uh, the shot, if you're, you know, it doesn't matter how many shots you got if they don't go in the back of the net, right? Yeah, well, it also helps when we have just tremendous goaltenders in our back end. Um Massey's been great and Whitey's unbelievable. So they've really been helping us win games and keeping us in games for sure. Speak speak about the in front of them. I mean, again, you're part of a decor that is top, I don't even remember what you are, top three or four in the league on goals allowed. I know Whitey, I think, is fourth in the league on save percentage, but but you guys as a decor just kind of locked down and not just the de- defenseman, but the, the entire defensive mentality of this team. Yeah, I think we just have a great system that we're running through. Um, coach, uh, coach Mike Zanella has been doing a great job in the back end, um, making sure we're all working together and uh, whatnot. And we also have a lot of depth in our back end. We may have some younger guys um, like Kleber, but even Kleber, we, he's a stud. Like all our guys are studs back there and we're, we're, we're playing well together, and it's that's important. You mentioned some of the younger guys. You're you're wearing a letter this year. Um, what kind of examples are you setting setting for those guys right now? Yeah, I I think it's huge. It's an honor to wear the A, and it's just it's just holding everyone accountable and making sure that myself I'm being held accountable, and it's it's making sure getting on guys when they're not working hard. Um, or when they when they make a silly mistake, just just let them know that it's all right. It's like stuff happens, and you just got to bounce back and not dwell on those uh, little turnovers or whatnot. But as long as everyone's working hard, there's really nothing I can complain about. Tony, if I told you if you didn't know Adam Cleaver, and I told you that he was an O six, would you believe me? Um, I would not. <laughs> uh, he's he's. Kleber's a, uh, a stud, like I said earlier. He, he's he got a tremendous amount of poise, and, and you'll see his name called up in the, in the future drafts coming up. 16 years old, big kid. By the way, he came out and was a judge at a chili cook-off um, I hosted about a month ago. I have never seen, I heard. I have never seen anybody take judging chili as seriously as that kid did. I mean, he was like <laughs> rinsing. No, he's a... When there's something on his mind, he's very serious about it, and that's 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 it's a great attribute to have. And um, he doesn't mess around when it's stuff that he loves. You, you mentioned that he that his, his seriousness there. I, I was in the hallway. Uh, I believe it was during uh, right before you guys came out for all the second period on Saturday night, and there was numerous comments from the boys saying that when Adam skated up on up to the blue line with, with the puck, that he just looked scary. And he is, yeah. he's a big boy. And when we were after him, there was a, there was a, uh, some, some podcast there was talking about the, how he has a little bit of, um, uh, grittiness to his game. Some mean to his game is what I, what they said. And I saw that there and I cannot wait to see what kind of numbers this kid puts up. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
um, the points will come, especially being that young. And it's just the way he's confidently able to move the puck that impresses um, everyone the most, I feel. Yeah, I just he just blows my mind just thinking. I mean, he's out there one of your he's out there with you on the on the first PK, right? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's he's definitely one of our he plays a lot of minutes, so it's been great to see what he's done. I I don't want you to take this wrong the wrong way, but with the the size of our our team this year, how does it feel to be the smallest kid on the team? Oh, I love it. <laughs> it gives me a, it gives me a little I don't even. It doesn't bother me. Um, was I the smallest last year? That I don't know. And by all means, you are not a small kid. I mean, no. I understand height wise. I'm not the tallest. That's okay. I, I take no offense to that. But I know I've always been on the small, smaller spectrum height wise. But I make up with it with just uh, what I bring physically and uh, my my speed. I hope and yeah, it's. So what do they say? It's not about the oh. fight. It's about the fight in the dog. Or hey, like hey, that. hey, hey. We just used that a little bit. And ago. Gene got it wrong, and you got it right. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Gene's, cool, used cool. To get, Gene's used to getting things wrong, though. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Me too. You mentioned you mentioned your skating, your, your, your speed there. What, what did you work on in the offseason to come back and, and, and kind of be better than what you were last year? Uh, I, a lot of video, for sure. I wanted to work on... Um, my point work as well um i can never get enough of that and it's always important to be poised and confident on the blue line and that's something i worked on a lot and uh one thing uh, i've recently started to just work on in my game is puck retrievals and um you don't really realize how important puck retrievals are they kind of base who who's breaking out with the puck really or who's keeping the puck in our zone and so um that's something i've uh, i've been working on a lot Something else that I've really noticed this year, Tony, is the the new I don't know strategy to your line out there on the on the power play and the little loop that you kind of skate to come in. Uh, do you prefer catching the puck on the move and and moving in for the shot rather than getting it and then then having the move? You know what you know what I'm asking? Like yeah yeah on my route the downhill route yeah yeah I think it it's important to kind of do the loop so that when you get the puck you have speed and the opposing defenders kind of flat-footed and um that kind of allows you to generate space between myself and the the opposing defender yeah and it's uh it's been it's been really fun to watch uh i think right now you guys are like fourth in the league something like that but generally the uh, power plays look pretty good as, as long as well as the pk I would. Yeah, it's been good. We have we have two power play units that have been playing well right now. So as long as we can keep that going, it, we're going to be dangerous. You killed off a major the other night. Well, you know, I was I was not- noticing in the stats today that we lead the league in in penalty minutes at two hundred and fifty seven. Yes, <laughs> we lead the league. In, <laughs> we lead the league in misconducts at ten. Yes, <laughs> um, I don't think we lead the league in majors though. Although Jimmy. Who got another one by uh, pumping Warner from Omaha the other night after that after the cross check played you know yeah that was a silly call I don't know how he got in trouble for that I mean he got decked into the boards and then stood up for himself so that was yeah that was questionable so he leads the league in majors with two uh, right? <laughs> he's the team in majors not the no league. no is it the league he's he tied for the league lead with two majors so oh, far really yeah good for Jim. 
Yeah, good for Jimmy. <laughs> that's that's funny. That's what we were saying off the air too. So good for Jimmy. Another one of those young kids, and he, and Jack Sparks. Man, you got some size. You've got some skill. You've got some up and comers in those three. So I'm thankful for we got a guy that we have a guy like uh, number 15 out there to teach them the work ethic and the ropes of being in this league. Um, yeah, Tony. Yeah, something sure. else. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say that it's important. Not only me, but our other leaders have to are, are, are doing a great job just emphasizing the work and that it's hard to play in this league and that you have to put in work to, to be the best. So something that was either tweeted about or was on Facebook or, or TikTok or something the other night was, I know you, I don't know if you've done it every week, but you've incorporated yoga into the, the weekly regime right now. How, how important is that, the flexibility and kind of stretching stuff out? Because I hear at home every day how hard you guys are working at the rink. Yeah, yoga is like yoga and stretching and your breathing is just so important in the game. And it's so, so under undervalued in, in sports, in any sport, really. It's just a huge part of recovery. And, it, and the boys love yoga. Like, it's not just because of our instructor. It's because it's... It's great on the body, and it just rejuvenates you for the rest of the weekend. All right, so be honest. You're from California. Is it a California thing? Is that why we're doing yoga? You brought yoga to the Midwest? You know what? I don't know. This yoga studio was here before before I came here, so I can't say I brought it. Oh, Jim, yeah, could yeah. you imagine 15 years ago the stars doing yoga? Mm, no, but They would have got laughed out of the league, but I think now it's something, I something yeah, that— I don't think any hockey team was doing yoga like or at least in the ushl and 15 years ago but i think just that stretching and yoga and the recovery has been emphasized so much that every league the whole nhl has been implementing implementing it into their system do do rocky art z and Corey jump in there with you and do yoga too oh yeah art art and art and z are all about it and it's awesome they 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 were sitting next to me the other day actually doing it. So it's good to see that they're not only leading by example, but they're doing it too. So it's I good. I don't know Z very well yet, but I know art is all about the holistic part of from the mind and body, the soul, the the whole game, the, the holistic. Are you saying he's a hippie? I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm saying he's a man after my own heart that I always... Not only, Tony, were we talking about the size of the fight and the dog earlier, but we were also talking about attitude and effort. And those are the things that you can control. Um, you know, you, yeah. you and your work ethic is all about your attitude and your effort. And without that, do you think, do you, think you would be in the USHL right now without your attitude and effort? Um, no, I do not. If it weren't for just just trying to get better every day in the summer with my coaches and my fellow peers i don't think i'd be where i'm at um it's huge the hard work is huge and it's gotten me where i've where i'm at and um i love the i love the work hard i love the reward from from working hard and seeing the results um it's all just from just from practice really there's only so many connor mcdavid's and patrick kane's and wayne gretzky's out there in the world everybody else has had to work their tail off to get there yeah the best players in the world are working their tails off i'll tell you that mcdavid is not taking an off day that's true that's true he he probably still works super hard he just doesn't probably he, it just looks a little more effortless to him somebody like him probably 
Probably. Probably. That's a good point. But these these guys, um these guys these guys in the NHL are absurd athletes along with their work ethic. That's why they're there. One thing that uh, Coach Rocky is, is kind of emphasizing on the since he's been here is, is getting you guys out in the community. What's been the funnest thing you guys done uh, so far this year uh, out there in the community, whether it be reading books to the kids? I saw you guys built a playground or something like that a couple weeks ago. And what was the funnest thing you did all since you've been here in Lincoln? Um, that's a great question. I think it was reading to the kids. That was uh, that was actually really fun. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know I was going to have as much fun as I did. But just seeing all those kids with the smiles on their face, like it, may, it took me back to when I was when I was their age and when we had a guest speaker like it was just fun to hear other voices in your classroom and so i was glad we were we were all glad we were able to do that for our community and uh it was a good time for us was Klebs one of the kids with the smile on his face or did he actually uh read yeah he was crisscross applesauce in the on the car <laughs> <laughs> fantastic fantastic um, yeah Tony, I don't. Uh, what words of wisdom do you have uh, for for the the tons of listeners that are out here? What what should we be looking for from the stars this year moving forward? Not don't get too far out ahead of yourself, but what are we working on in particular right now? Um, yeah, um, just we just got to make sure we're taking it one day at a time. It's easy to get ahead of ourselves, like you said. Um, like it's it's very easy to to get egos when we're seven and what's our record i think you're eight and three but you're in first place yeah it's it we're first place eight and three that's all great but we're a long way from where we want to be and so i think it's very important just to take every day um a step at a time and control what you can control i think is huge yeah i'm not sure what happened a couple weeks ago but it was almost like maybe you were reading your pre- press clippings a little bit and thinking, Ooh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that was a prime example of us as a group um, getting ahead of ourselves and and just not being worried ab- and being worried about the standings and not so much how we play. Gene mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and I, I brought it up that it's, it's one of those things where you just block it out, you put it behind you. Is that is that exactly what you did come Monday after that weekend? Yeah, like we, we knew we didn't play our best and we knew that it was because we underestimated the teams we played that weekend and they all have a chip on their shoulder because like i hate to say it but we're the target so we have to bring it every night because every other team will against us you you mentioned that target and that's that's a good thing because back in the day when the stars were rolling and and there's four thousand five thousand people in this icebox every night the stars were a target and it's glad to see that back yeah yeah no we 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 love being the target and we love seeing all the all the fans at the icebox it makes it so much more fun to play for sure tony it's fun not only is it fun to be out there playing but it's fun to have you back uh and can't wait to to watch you guys back at home again this saturday night uh welcome home and we'll see you around the rink yeah thank you so much for having me had fun thanks Tony Fernandez, the assistant captain of this year's Lingus Stars, uh, coming back from an injury from working too hard. I've Does not surprise me at all. Like I said, I heard that kid just is relentless in his effort. And he always has a good attitude, too. Definitely. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll take a look at the league standings and kind of see what's ahead for the Stars this weekend. Works for me. 
All right, guys, welcome back to Thunderstruck, the unofficial Lincoln Stars podcast. We mentioned there a little bit, and the Stars are in first place in the Western Conference, but not only that, they are in first place in the USHL. Yes, they are. Uh, despite the fact that Chicago Steel have, what, two or three more games in hand? Two games, it looks like. Uh, they play 13 to our 11. But after that, after the uh, weekend that we, we mentioned, Tony, uh, a couple weeks ago, I didn't think we'd be back in the first place because Fargo's been rolling. But uh, thankfully, we're, we're uh, one point ahead of Fargo right now. So uh, sitting back we, on top of the we Western a, Conference standings. We got a game in hand in the, on them too, right? Uh, actually, no, we are tied with 11 games with oh, them okay. right now. They must be the other team then because it seems like everybody else has 12 in the Western Conference or... Yeah, so uh, maybe surprisingly, your top three teams in the West, Lincoln, Fargo, and Waterloo, all have 11. Okay. Um, after that, Des Moines uh, sitting in fourth place, Sioux Falls, Omaha, Tri-City, and the lonely defending cup champions sitting all the way in last place oh, they're in the on Western three Conference. Game. They're on a three-game skid again. They lost three games last week. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. There is not. Uh, there looking is over not. at the East, uh, we mentioned Chicago is up top. Uh, Team USA, uh, Green Bay, Muskegon, Cedar Rapids, Dubuque, Madison. And I was surprised at this. I texted our buddy Sam over there in Youngstown. They are dead last in the East. I did not see that coming from, from what I saw and, saw and thought this team could be uh, this year. Yeah, so here's the thing, though. And I know listening to them, uh, I remember it was last week or the week before, but they were, they were talking about they're starting to see signs of life. The Phantoms w- did Phantom things again the other day. They beat Team USA. I don't know if it was the 17s or the 18s, but they took them out, and they, they swept the weekend. They beat Muskegon 4-2 to on Saturday. So they're starting to they're, – they struggled a little bit out of the gate, but they're starting to turn it around a little bit. So. And then coming up this Friday, we, like I said earlier, we are matching up with the Omaha Lancers again Friday night, this time up in Omaha. Um, I believe, uh, contrary to what Rocky wanted, we sold some tickets up there on Friday night. So, uh, well, it'd be interesting to see uh, if there's any carryover from the uh, shenanigans that happened here on, at the Icebox on Friday. Let's just uh, put it off and wait till we get back down here. Let's just do it every game. <laughs> every <laughs> game, let's too. go. That works too. Uh, then uh, the Saturday night, back here at the Icebox, it is Military Appreciation Night, a special uh, military jersey that will be auctioned off after the game as we host the Des Moines Buccaneers. Yep, got the Bucks back here. What is it, the second time on the season that we played them? Got to uh, beat them 4-3 here back a couple weeks ago. Yep, so we're 1-0 against the Bucks so far this year. I still haven't gone in to verify that it's Matt Brunito still in Des Moines. You know, and I went to the... Uh, to the uh, Omaha Lancers coaches page and uh, they have not updated that thing since last year. Really? Their website is uh, a little inadequate and huh. not updated. So, Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah, I, like I said, I thought that I know there's a Brunito coaching for Omaha, but I didn't think that it was Matt. I thought Matt was maybe still in Des Moines, but I don't follow Des Moines very closely. I don't so. either. I, I, you know, the only thing I look at is how far behind they are in the standings to yep. us. Everybody in the rearview mirror, let's just keep them there. I'm, I am increasingly looking forward to those matchups with Fargo coming up because guess what? They re- just on paper, they look like we do. Um, we've been talking about it all season long. Their goaltending is really good. Their defense is really good. Uh, the other thing that isn't like us, they hardly ever get penalized. So I don't know if that's just because they've been playing a, playing people who also don't like to grind it the way we do because i know they got some some guys that like to mix it up up there 
Yeah, really? definitely. We were talking about penalties and penalty minutes uh, earlier with uh, with Antonio. I, I pulled up the uh, the, the daily uh, sheet uh, here on the USHOL site and Hagen uh, Mo, which is now gone, but he got. I believe he acquired all his penalties while he was in Lincoln. He is second in the league in, in penalty minutes. Uh, Will Diamond, uh, the enforcer up there in Omaha, no surprise that he's going to be up there. Then we got Dougie Grimes and, and uh, Jimmy Drusev. Uh, rounding out the uh, the top five there. So, uh, yeah, Lincoln Stars are back in the uh, penalty minute category up top, just like we always have been. Pretty significantly, too. I think there's somebody else like maybe six minutes behind us, but other than that, we have all, everybody else is a distant We've got teams third. walking by here right now, guys. Yeah. I don't see it. So statistically, Mason Marcellus is top five. I think he's fifth in the league in scoring. I think he's first in the league in assists. Boston Buckberger continues to lead the way, much like uh, like Cappy did all year last year. Dalton Norris uh, points for defensemen. So a lot of lot of good things going on around here right now. So we're leading in some offensive categories. We're leading in some penalty categories. We're leading some goaltending categories. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Sounds Lincoln. like a first-place team. And it sounds like Lincoln Stars hockey to me. Yeah, for sure. Uh, anything else before we wrap things up, Gene? Uh, nothing I can think of. Nothing, nothing. Uh, how did your tournament go this weekend? It was magnificent. It's a, uh, it was good. It was good to get back out there, play some some upper-level hockey. All right. Uh, speaking of upper-level hockey, we're definitely going to see that this weekend on the road Friday night in Omaha, and then back here at the Xbox Military Appreciation Night. I believe there is a. Uh, discount code or uh, a ticket code for uh, the uh, Nebraska Warriors. A uh, little proceeds uh, from the ticket sales from that go to the Nebraska Warriors. Great program here in Lincoln uh, with the uh, veterans dis- and whatnot. Disabled vets. So Yeah. Yep. A hockey program to kind of keep them finding ways for them to make sure that they have people to hang out with that are that are going through similar things to them. So come out and support them. Yeah, definitely. And uh, buy some jerseys afterwards. Uh, post-game jersey auction. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Corey came up with because his, his jersey designs are always awesome. Should we go back and sneak into the back room and see if we can see him? We might have to do that. Get a glimpse. All right. Uh, no more incriminating evidence here for us. We'll see everybody here at the Icebox Saturday night. Peace. Peace.